Welcome everybody to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Sumter, it's been an interesting day. How you feeling? It's been, I'm back here recording a pod 24 hours later from uh, recording last night's pod. And I feel like we have more to talk about, Bryce. If we were betting men after our pod last night, it would be fair to say that we would have lost money. That we thought the the brass at South Carolina RAD would actually make the call and get approved by the board. Yeah. That quickly to fire Frank. I didn't, I didn't think they had it in them. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. No, I, it didn't come out of nowhere, but, but just like, I mean, we, we even said last night that if he's going to be fired, he's going to be fired in the first 48 hours. It still was a shock at about two forty-five when the news broke. I was, I was surprised it happened so soon. Yeah, sure. But uh, but at the same time, like, if you're going to do it, you need to do it. You know, get get busy living or get busy dying. You, you know, like, if you're going to do it, you, you need to go ahead and do it. If you're going to fire him for not making the NIT, then fire him for not making the, the, the NIT. You know, like... We talked. We talked at the beginning of the year. I mean, we even talked about before we made this podcast that we were doing this podcast because it wasn't our dislike for Frank. It was the years of just doing nothing post Final Four. Yeah, and yeah, we need yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, and it's finally here. It's actually happened. Right, and and we talked about starting the pod. We really wanted to have the pod going last year. When, when all the turmoil was happening, where they almost fired Frank last year, then they were going to fire Frank, then they didn't fire Frank. And then we had this season play out and unfold and um, in, in just basically like this waiting period to then fire Frank. Uh, and then they actually did it. And uh, so if you want to like listen to us lay out, you know, like if, if this is your first time on the pod and you want to listen to us talk about uh, why we thought Frank should have been fired, or listen or not. to any last just, couple just, episodes. Just listen to Monday yeah. nights. Just, right. just, just listen last to nights, the, right. the one we did twenty four hours ago. Uh, but we're really not going to relitigate that now because this has happened, and we need to talk about it. And I think first of all, um, while we both thought Frank needed to be fired, it was time, uh, and that it was time. Um, the Final Four run is the greatest Gamecock basketball achievement in the history of this program. It might be fair to say it will never be repeated. That's possible. It, it, we might never get back. <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, and 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 it was it it it, it was a storybook season, and it was a storybook. Uh, it was a storybook NCAA tournament run that with, like with strong local players, w- which made it even more fun. I mean, like. Like uh, watching Justin hug BJ, um, at the end of the um, in in Madison Square Garden when they were going to the Final Four, that uh, was just was just incredible. Well, even it, before it, it, that, it, it's it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite like Gamecock scenes ever. Even you know? before that, we're sitting at the roost with the Seawells in Greenville. Right before the Marquette you, Duke games, you, think you, about would, it. you would work in tell at a restaurant of where we are. Hey, we we, we we love the restaurants in the yeah. state. But anyway, we're there and we're just like still can't believe and we're we were just happy to be there happy in Greenville. There. It was it, it was so much fun. The first that, that first weekend in Greenville that was that was fantastic. And we get there and we're we're down to Marquette early on, 
And then in that second half, we just go in this wild run between yeah. Dozier, Thornwell, Silva. The team just was dominant. I was because think about it. We could have lost that Marquette game. We could have lost every one of those games with the exception of I think Baylor. And we would have been talking about Frank being gone. Oh, uh, it would it years before. Yeah, he he he'd have been fired a couple years after if we'd have lost that if we'd have lost that Marquette game. And then that Duke game was just magical. Yeah, it was magical. And 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 we well, took it to a team full of five stars with two four stars and <laughs> the rest three star role players. Yeah, and like um, I mean, Jason Tatum was on that Duke team. He's he, that Duke starting five, four of them went in the first round, and their point guard was the uh, top two or three picks in the second round. Their whole starting five got drafted. Yeah. And we we scored the most points. 65 points. The most on Mike Krzyzewski in the history. In his 40-year career. In a half. Yeah. Like, in the most points in a half. 65 points in a half. It's more points than I think we scored against Mississippi State uh, the other night in the SEC tournament. <laughs> we'll say that during the Final Four – Offensive efficiency yeah. wasn't an issue. No, it wasn't. And um, and and like that first weekend, that's definitely the most fun I've ever had following college. And it was cool that ever. we got to go to it because it was yeah. a local. We just lucked out. We got put in Greenville, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, and and um, I, I I went in. I worked the day after. I I literally left the stadium, hopped in my car. If it had been, if it had, if the first round had been somewhere out of the state. I would, have I would not have been able to swing it with my work schedule to make it. And what's been fun about this, or what's been interesting about this, is that this has brought up some Final Four memories. Like, everybody's throwing pictures out there around on Twitter and everything. And texting with uh, my buddy Brad earlier t- today about, you know, just sitting there in the Duke game. And just how, you know, I think we were, what, eight rows back? It was, it was fantastic. Yep. You know, it, it, like, it just... It, it, just unbelievable, and we will always have that, and that will always be Frank Martin, and Frank Martin in that that clip of him in the in the press conference, you know, yeah, tearing up, yeah, tearing up after the Final Four, like like that's real, and uh, and he will always be a part of South Carolina basketball. Yeah, and, and I would say, you know, he, I think he, he will come back and he'll get cheered, you, you, you know, like like. No, I th- and I think it won't probably happen for a few years. But you know, when they have like a ten-year anniversary yeah. of the Final Four team, people will look past he'll, he'll, the, the madness against Frank, and they will be a very appreciative of what he did. He'll be bitter. He'll he'll be bitter for a little bit, probably. Yeah, you, you know. But five um, years is time to but, but time, time heals. Time will heal all wounds, and Frank and Frank and the university will have a good relationship moving forward, and he will be remembered fondly by by everybody here, and uh, and part of the reason why is that. His, you know, his first five years at this university, everything was looking up. We were talking about it before we got on the pod, like what are our favorite memories of Frank and everything. And obviously, you know, outside of the Final Four, because mm-hmm. obviously we could talk about that all day. But, um, you know, just th- those young teams were fun. Michael Carrera, the, those teams, they were fun. Young, young Thornwell. It was cool um, because even though we would be playing ranked teams that were a lot better than us all phases yeah. of the game, we had, we would compete with them and have chances to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and each year we were getting better. You, you know, first couple of years he 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 kind of has some losing seasons, but then but then we but but then Thornwell gets on the team. We start breaking out. The Thorn- Lithuanians, the Lithuanians love them. Thornwell's sophomore year, we beat a top ten team in the Barclays Center when we beat Iowa State. That was that was a lot of fun. Beat Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. Should have um, should have should have made the tournament, 
you, you know, in 16. Right. And uh, then obviously made it in 17 and, you, you know, and, and went and, on that and run. And starting that year, 15 and 0. Yeah. Being the, the last undefeated team. That yeah. was cool. Beating Clemson in the Bilo Center or Bon Shakur Wellness. You know, yeah. you remember Thornwell's dunk on Clemson Center? I don't know if you remember that. It was just a poster. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Yeah. It was great. Um, I don't know. Just also I want to mention, you remember when LSU had Ben Simmons? They came here. You know, he's playing point guard, and we beat him, and we heckled that guy oh, that was fun. the whole that game. Because yeah. from our seats right behind the visitor bench, um, just games like that. You know, you always remember Cousinard's game winner against, against Kentucky. And I'll say this, every year or two, Frank would beat Kentucky at home. That was really cool. It didn't matter what was going on. Yeah. Frank could beat Kentucky at home. The Cousinard half-court shot, like, when he hit that, I, I I remember thinking, okay, this team, this could come together, and he actually could get this team back to winning, and and it just it, and then it just didn't happen. And yeah, COVID hurt him, you know, like, uh, but just Lawson regressed, Kuznard regressed, you know, and 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 it just and it was, lose it was, and not be able to retain players, yeah, back back and forth, and it, it really. We're not we're not mad about the years going up to the final four. It's just the five years post final four, we didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah we didn't capitalize on it. We didn't spend one week ranked, as yeah. you mentioned in prior podcasts. We didn't bring in. I think our first four star that we brought in was Devin Carter. AJ Lawson was a four. That's right. Well, he skipped his. It's weird because they he skipped a year in high school. Right. But, so uh, but, you have Lawson and you have Carter, but you didn't have the four-star talent coming in. You'd taking a lot of guys, three stars that were decent, yeah. and you could develop them, but it was hard to keep a player here three years to develop. The, the recruiting definitely fell off, and he stopped retaining the teams. And uh, But, I mean, we can we we can litigate the reasons why Frank was fired. Frank was fired, and um, and the but Frank will be remembered here. And that Final Four run will not be taken away from him, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it won't be, and, um, and it won't be taken away from us. We'll be talking about it for years to come. And Frank Martin will be a part of that conversation. But at the end of the day, he didn't win enough and he didn't make the tournament enough. And that's it. I mean, that's the end of the story. Shoot. He did. He couldn't even make the NIT. You, you know, if, if, if he makes the NIT this year, I think he still has a job. And if he wins a game or two, yeah, he probably keeps his job. Yeah. Like, like, and so like, or if he just makes the NIT one time in five years after the Final Four, I think he keeps his job. But we'll talk about this in future upcoming podcasts. But it's I'm curious to see two things. One, the Gigi Jackson saga. I'm assuming he will gift if we hire a coach in a decent amount of time. He'll we'll be interested if the new coach can try to recruit Gigi Jackson well, to stay, which is possible. Obviously, it, whoever the new coach is, you know, Gigi Jackson's going to be their first their first phone call. Um, but, um, the, the, I think the bigger problem, um, th- that we have right now is, is retaining players. Well, I no, I, I don't even think that's the biggest problem. Um, we gotta get this higher, right? Well, you have to get that. Of course. Well, well, I, and, and do you trust the people that are in charge of making the higher well, price? As if people have listened to this podcast, we don't care for Ray Tanner. I mean, and you look at the track record, not as a great baseball coach, not a great AD, not great at hires. But we'll see what happens with you know other. We had you know one football coach that was hired that's on the up and up, but we yeah, won't. and and we got a lame duck president, you know, like um, right. And so, um, I I trust Pastides, but but like at the same time, he's about to turn the 
you know, to turn it over to Amaritas. And so, um, like, it's just, it, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily the best circumstances to be looking for a new coach, but then again, when it, when is it good circumstances to be looking for a new coach? Right. And before we get into coaches, I did also want to mention, I mean, Frank had a lot of, you know, turnover as the head coach. And I, I am assuming there'll be players that leave regardless of who we hire. Well, they'd have left regardless, even if Frank that, stayed. That's true. I'm just saying it's going to be interesting there. And then, but here's the thing: you have transfer portal now, and you have NIL. Yeah. So the I think the chances of us being able to get better talent with new blood at head coach, I mean, things could be on the up and up. And of course, it's all about the hire. You can make a great hire and it goes well, or you can make a Darren Horn hire, right? And it can go to crap. Last season. Last season, before this season started, had you ever heard of Eric Stevenson? No clue. Outside of the guy that killed us when he was at Wichita State, but no. AJ, really. AJ Wilson? No. James Reese? No. I, I remember him being good at Flora, you know, but like, I do not. I know. I, I remember a little bit of Chico Carter, but I mean, we didn't see Chico Carter the most end of the yeah, year. So, but, but just like, like the transfer portal will be open and, and, a new coach will be able to fill it. And, you know, yeah. It, and it's not like all these players were sticking around either. I mean, how many guys did we honor because of on senior night because we thought they were going to leave? Like seven, eight? Yep. Yeah. You know, the whole team, basically. Well. Everybody but Devin Carter and Jacoby Wright. I just, like, I would really want Cousinard and, and Bryant to come back along with Carter and Levesque, it'd be nice to have some core players that at least have a pulse. That's all I have to say about I, that. I, I think we, I think we stand a good shot of keeping Levesque. I think, I think a new coach has stands a good shot of keeping Carter. You know, like, like, um, love another year, Stevenson. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he he would be smart to test the transfer waters again, right? God, but, it'd be his third transfer. Yeah, but you, you know, that's the new normal, I guess. Sure, but anyway. We'll see what happens with the players. We'll talk about that in future podcasts. But tonight is all about candidates for our next head coach. Yeah, so like, th- there's a lot of information out there and a lot of names getting thrown around. We've come up, we've basically, I, I don't think it's possible to come up with a name that's not being thrown out there anymore. Right. You, you know, at this point in time. And so we've got a list of, uh, of, of a bunch of, of, a bunch about of people. About 10, 10 coaches that are in the realm of possibility. Yeah, that we're going to kind of run through. Or we'll talk about how they're not in the realm of possibility. Right. But uh, real quick before we get into that, we got some openings in the conference. All right. Uh, Mike White, I, did that happen today? No, that, that was a few days back. So few, Mike White left Florida for Georgia because he was getting pushed out of there, just like right. Frank last year. So he's out. So Georgia's filled their position, but Florida's open. Which is worse for us. Right. Because anybody. Florida's that, a better job. Because if Florida wants whoever we want, Florida's going to get whoever we want. Right. In, unless unless there's a specific reason that they want to come to Carolina. Um, uh, Mizzou's open. LSU is open. I mean, I wouldn't, if, if I was an aspiring head coach, I wouldn't want to touch the LSU situation with a 10-foot pole. But um, but in terms of... But they also can they, they also can lay out a bag of cash. And then you have Mississippi State, Ben Hallen, who supposedly after NIT's done, might be out the door. I've seen articles on that. So compared to all these jobs, where does South Carolina compare in the open jobs? Would uh, you put Florida? So, so are we assuming that Mississippi State's going to be open? We're going to assume that Mississippi State's going to be open, and then LSU doesn't get any type of ban or anything like that. Okay, so like if LSU doesn't get a ban, then LSU is a more desirable job. So number than us. one, LSU. 
Um, Florida over LSU. Okay. Like Florida and LSU in a in, in a tier above us. Um, I think – I don't know if I would want to come here. No one's ever been successful. Really. I think our job is a little more attractive than Mississippi State and Missouri. Maybe. But th- maybe I'm just a fanboy. Yeah. Like, like they're definitely in the same tier. Uh, I, I think we could contend with whoever Mississippi – like, I'm not worried about Mississippi State or Missouri poaching – Poaching our number one candidate. I am worried about Florida or LSU. I'm worried that poaching, Florida poaching would be, our number one will candidate. be coming for the candidates that we're going after. Yeah. And so let's kind of go ahead and get into them. So so uh, um, so earlier in the year, we did talk about a little bit of candidates that, you know, we and were there's, and, talking and, about. And a couple of them are getting thrown around here. And so let's – I, I want to go ahead and start off with one. Okay. Uh, Matt McMahon. Um, he's the head coach of Murray State. Um, he recruited John Morant. Also, he recruited Trey Hannibal. Trey Hannibal transferred there. Hey, we had a Chico Carter, <laughs> Trey Hannibal free agent trade with I, them in the offseason. I, I think Murray State won. <laughs> Hannibal had a decent year he for them. De- he had a decent year. But McMahon has been. Oh, you, you realize what this would mean? What? Do we get Trey Hannibal back? Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Does Trey Hannibal come back to the University of We South would Carolina? take him back. Oh, we would absolutely take him back. On a side note. We are probably the biggest Trey Hannibal fans that exist. Oh, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> and on a side note, East Carolina fired their coach. That means Alonzo Frank oh, can my God. come no. on back. My boy, Alonzo <laughs> Frank. That's not happening. Anyway, back to McMahon. Yeah. He's a winner. Yeah. Now, now he, he got a little lucky with Ja. Like the, the the John Morant recruitment story is he got him over Frank and Frank was the I mean, only D one offer. I mean, I don't even really think Frank offered major him. conference. Hey, Frank, no, Frank offered him. It was just, it, it, been it was last pretty com- it was pretty common. No, he was the first one to offer before all these schools. Because because the the Morant story that I've heard is that is that some assistant Murray State assistant coach was buying a candy bar at a. In a vending machine, an auxiliary gym, and an AAU tournament. Looking, and that's, looking and that's, at another recruit and, and saw him and shooting he, around. He left the main gym and went right. to the auxiliary gym and was like, "Who is that guy?" And that's how and that's how he landed. But that was there. after Frank offered. <laughs> that's that's terrible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's just bad. Um, so so he's forty three. He only makes five hundred thousand dollars. Man, he's th- this this guy's about to get a payday because somebody's hiring him. So he's been at Tennessee, Appalachian State, UNC Wilmington, and they're in the tournament. What's their What's their Ohio seed? Valley Conference? What's, um, their, what's their seed in the tournament? Oh, it's high. Of course, you'd ask me that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I thought you had it right there on your on, on your little. Of course, iPod. You, who just says iPod? We just went our age right there. <laughs> iPad, my my bad. We, we we we're not hiding from our age that we're uh, just a couple of middle aged guys. Talking about uh, these these candidates here, they're in the tournament. He's been successful at Murray State. Murray State's a seven. They went There's thirty seven. and two. Gosh, with the help record. of Trey Hannibal. <laughs> that's that's such a good record. Um, Matt McMahon. Uh, I think this would be a dream scenario. Now you have a little fear about up and comer coach, kind of like a Darren Horn, but I feel like he has a longer track record. Darren Horn was a flash in the pan. Horn and, was. And, and and like wasn't it like two buzzer beaters against like an eight and a nine? Like yeah. he beat UCLA or something on a buzzer beater, right? And did, to get and, and he beat no 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 no. They had two mid majors. They beat San Diego State and Drake. Okay. Wow, I can't believe I just knew that off the top of my head. 
Yeah, but but just but it was two buzzer beaters in, in the and and that was I think his first tournament appearance with Western Kentucky was was Horns and so uh, there are a lot of takes out there that are saying get ready for Darren Horde two and these people might not be wrong just, just like well, if the, we if we all, hire a mid major yeah. guy like if we hire a mid major guy you th- th- this could fail and I mean the track record for being successful. As the head coach of the South Carolina basketball program has not been great, but what's cool about this guy is he is recruiting not high caliber talent. He's making whatever he's getting talent wise, and he's making him a winner in a small conference. He has three NCAA tournament appearances in five years. That's good. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so he he's on our list, and he, we would, he's, the, he's at the top of our list. He's you, he's one of the guys way up the list. He's up there. I we could get him. I really hope Florida doesn't want him. The question is if whoever wants him, and who are we going against, and if do they offer more money? Yeah, because we can offer three four million dollars. All right, Bryce. Who's the next guy you want to talk about? Andy Kennedy. We talked about him a little bit earlier yeah. this year. I like him. Former Ole Miss coach, two years at UAB, made the tournament this year. They won the conference USA. Um, one of our two good wins this yeah. year was, you know, against them. And anyway, he had a long run at Ole Miss, made the tournament, I believe, three times, a few NITs. He was known for winning 20-plus games. 20-plus games knowingly get you in the NIT. Yeah. And depending on who you beat can be an yeah. NCAA. Uh, and he wasn't like – he was recruiting three stars like Frank. He's a friend of Frank, but he occasionally got that four-star. So I like Andy Kennedy. Um I like Andy Kennedy. I, I, I liked him at Ole Miss. I thought he was a really good coach. He won't rage sub. I know that. <laughs> That's true. He, he won't, won't Frank rage sub. He won't do that. Um, Kennedy, um, he, he is, Kennedy is not going to be like the sexy, you, you, you know, change the program overnight higher, but Kennedy could build a better program here than what we have. Not and many people would complain about the hire. I, I would not complain about Andy Kennedy at all. It would be a very, it would be a very safe hire. It would be a, it would be a I, I would call this like a medium higher you, you, you know level higher where just like it's safe he'll he'll get some buzz early on he'll get a couple of good recruits probably he'll I I bet and if Andy Kennedy comes here I bet he makes an NCAA tournament which you know is but why wouldn't you want to come here we'll give you four or five years yeah to make the tournament heck we'll give you ten. And we'll pay you. Yeah. $3 million. You, you know, and, and so uh, and so I, I think Andy Kennedy's a, a good hire. And he's proved, I guess he had a little bit of a falling out at Ole Miss, but he's, he took UAB over and turned him into a winner real quick. I don't know. I mean, just, yeah. I think that would be a safe, good hire. Good, really good hire. Do you think he would take it? Do you think he would leave UAB after a year? It's a toss-up. Why would you turn down a Power 5 job when you're in a you're smaller right. school? You're right. Nope, nope. And he knows the SEC yeah. landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would totally do it. Someone might call him a retread. Like, you know, they call retread he, SEC coaches. But he is. I want this retread. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, sometimes the retreads are bad. Um, sometimes the retreads are, are good the second time around. All right. The uh, interesting pick would be Furman head coach Bob Ritchie's getting thrown out there. Young guy. I know him from you know my Bryce's, days at days at North Greenville. Bryce's buddy Bob. Yeah, we're not gonna call him. <laughs> uh, we know him from North Greenville, and you know he's coached at Charleston Southern, a Furman assistant, and then he took over once the Furman guy did he go to Colorado State. 
Yeah, the, uh, uh, who's who? Let's go ahead and talk about Nico Med well, Medved here in a second as well. But uh, Bob is the one thing about him is he's made Furman and he's beaten a few Power Five teams. They beat Villanova. And it was a half court shot away from the uh, tournament. Uh, in Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga yeah. beat him at the buzzer. But that's gonna be the one thing. If we go after a guy, he would take the job. It would be a dream job for Bob. So, so I think so. So with Richie, that's the floor. Like, like that is. That's that's our guy. You like, would have a split fan base over him, yeah. but I feel like we could do worse. There would be people that would be upset that we let Frank go to just hire Bob Ritchie, but uh, but I think he will be better than Frank. I think he will be better for the university than Frank is right now. He's a young for, up, for up and comer. He he wants to coach here. It'd be his dream job. Yeah, and uh, thirty eight years old, and you know he he'd be will. I bet he'd do it for. A million, you, you, you know, he would like, be a budget higher. Yeah, yeah, like like it would be. We could make him the cheapest coach in the SEC, and then, and see if he could win and go from there. But anyway, the only people that might give him some crap, he didn't make the tournament yet, and but he'd be a local guy that knows the recruiting. So we'll see what happens. I don't know about that. I wouldn't be mad about the hire, but. It would be fine, but it, I think it would be a higher if we've already struck out two or three times yeah. before him. We would leave with him, so we'll see what happens with Bob Ritchie. So one, so I'm putting him kind of at our floor. Okay, it, he he's like the fallback. You know when like you're applying to college, you have these reaches, you have right. these regular ones, and then you have a safety. Bob Ritchie is Bob Ritchie is the safety coach. Like like if 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 nobody wants this job, if all these candidates we're talking about get snapped up. We're gonna we're gonna end up going with Bob Ritchie. Now the flashy hire that I'm everyone's talking about it might get you even a little riled up on you know our I'm listeners. Ready. I'm ready. Sean for Miller, the oh former Arizona coach, <laughs> left Arizona because he wasn't in scandal. Well, he wasn't doing well. His you know his it, they fell off a little bit. But 53 years old, the former Xavier Arizona coach. Oh, they, were, they were still doing great when he left. Not great. Good. I mean, I mean he. He he left because Hold of on. a bag of cash for hey, DeAndre Ayton. Hey, hey, great, gr- uh, good for him over there would be fantastic here. Just to be clear, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we accept, you know, you know. Anyway, yeah. but with NIL, can you give players bags of cash and say it's from a company that does? You know, he's going to do some work for. So is is your argument that that cheating is allowed now? So Sean Miller's okay. Just make sure a business is paying for it. <laughs> but anyway, the guy's a winner. The guy's a winner. Now I mean, he, he, would, he was great at Xavier. And I think other schools are going to be going after him. Yeah. Now, his assistant coaches took a lot of the heat for all the scandal, but he will be associated with it. So the brass here would be interesting if they're like, stay away from him. I would at least want to interview, give him a call. How, does, uh, how do Auburn fans feel about Bruce Pearl? I think they feel fine about it. Would you call him Bruce Pearl 2.0? Someone told me that today on Twitter. Maybe. Bruce Pearl 2.0, Sean I, Miller. I think Sean Miller might have been more successful than Bruce Pearl. Well. That was at Tennessee. He recruits at a very, very high level and makes the NCAA tournament. That's all we ask here. That'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, Sh- Sean Miller's good. If, if, if we if, hired him, that would be the flash hire that would shock the college basketball world. Uh, would you call him a bigger hire than Frank? Oh, yeah. It, it, oh, if, if if we hired Sean Miller, that would be the, the only thing, the, the only coach, the only hire that would be bigger in the history of Carolina basketball 
would be like the 24 hours that they hired Bobby Crimmins. Oh man. Like, like that's it. Right. You, you know, like, like, uh, but, um, but just that's it. Uh, um, Sean Miller would be, would be a big, big time hire. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say no, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And, um, you know, do you, do you think the fan base would, I think the would, fan base think, would get behind it very quickly. How do you feel about it? I'd be very excited about it. Yeah. You, you don't mind that he's a little, little big, cloud, a few little, clouds in the sky. Totally clouds. fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Winning. When it, when it'll cover up anything. Well, at the end of the day, what's it all about, Sumter? It's about buckets, man. And what do those buckets do? Win games. Win games. And if you win enough of those, what happens? You you, you win titles. You go to Final Fours. And then when you when you do that, do you think you think Sean Miller would capitalize on Final Fours? Would yeah. it would it bring in some hot talent? <laughs> I'm sure it would. I just I would love a coach that is a go getter recruiter. He would bring in a killer staff. Yeah. Now we'll see what happens. Now, do we? Do I think we'll hire him? I don't think we'll get him. Some other school might, you know, Florida might take him. That way, you know, you know, things can happen. But if that hire happened, there would be almost zero complaints from the fan base outside of the cheating bag baggage. Yeah. So um, n- another guy we need to talk about, okay? Because it's getting thrown around, okay? And uh, if it is possible to pull the trigger on, this would be the guy I like. I think his contract situation is going to prevent us from hiring him. For sure. But but if it didn't, this would be who I would put my money on getting the job. Okay. Because fans will love it. And that's uh, Mike Boynton at um, at Oklahoma State. Former Gamecock player. Yeah. Um, if this was last year before he got his big yeah. extension, I would say we could have yeah. gotten him last year. Yeah. But he had a bad year this year. But I think he got a seven-year extension, and his buyout is huge. It's Will Muschamp huge. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's Will Muschamp buyout huge, is it? Like, well, we're, we'll be paying off. Are we still paying off Muschamp's buyout? Anyway, I, I have no idea. But this is, Bo- this is, Boynton this is the Game would po- Gamecock basketball hey, only podcast. Boynton would be an interesting hire. You probably have the the fan base split over him. So for for, for for younger listeners, for new listeners out there, um, he played here at Carolina. He was an assistant coach under Darren Horn here at Carolina. And my junior senior year in high school, put the team on his back, and we made the NCAA tournament with him when he was coach, um, under playing for Odom. Yeah, he he was on. Yeah, he was on Odom's singular NCAA tournament team. And then Memphis took it to us. But hey, it was cool that you know a guy. I think he was a native of New York. Yeah. Came down and, you know, you, you kind of love the players that you know, kind of the heroes. But then, do you want to do you want to hire the heroes? I do not want to hire Mike. Uh, I I don't want to. Uh, I I want to stay away from the alumni. Um, just I think it puts us in a Ray Tanner situation that we're dealing with. Well, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't know if we need to talk more about. It. We talked about it earlier in the year, but I don't think Boynton's going to come here. It would be just. Interesting if, talking point. If he asked Oklahoma State to let him out of out of his buyout, which he had a bad season, they might do. I see it happening. You know, like like. But I think if that's happening, he's probably our third or fourth. He might, he might be the choice before Richie. Before oh, they go oh, to Richie, I I think. Um, if if that happens, I think I think they'll make the move, and I think that's what'll end up happening. Well, talking about former heroes, 
BJ Mackey's an assistant at Wake Forest. They made the tourney this no, year. No, no. Former Gamecock no. great scoring point leader. I, just it, even more no it, than Boynton. Because imagine if he didn't work out here and having yeah. to fire your star. Now we could hire his boss and and let him bring BJ in as an assistant. Would you would you leave an ACC school like Wake Forest to come here? I mean, and doing well in your first year? If the money's right. Yeah, but I think they're this paying actually, him a lot of money. This is a good question. Right. Um what do you think the budget's going to be for this hire? I think well, Frank was making around what 3.1, 3.2, so I think if you're going to go get like Sean Miller, I bet you the salary will pay up to is about four million. We would pay four for Sean. I Miller? think okay, because well, that would put you in the top fifteen of coach pay. Well, well so the head coach of Wake Forest is Steve Forbes, he's having a great season. What's he making? Um, uh, I do not know the answer to that, but I can. My guess get he's it. probably making. He came from East Tennessee State. My guess is he's making you know two million, two point five. That would be my guess, but I don't know if he'd leave here to leave two, to come here. Two million right on the money. Okay. Yeah, so um you, you know um I don't think those are going to happen. It would just be an interesting storyline if Mackey but I think if we got to Mackey, maybe he'd be after Richie. That'd be a lot of nose before we asked him. All right. Well, since you mentioned Bob Richie again, the other Furman guy that's out there is Nico Medved, okay? Um he former coach of Furman, is now the coach of Colorado State. They're having a big year. I think they're like a 6 seed in the tournament. But I think he just got extended. I, I literally think he signed an extension like yesterday or the day before. I don't think we have a lot of money for buyouts. Yeah, to pay and so, and so that would be that would be pretty that would be pretty tough to do. To like Murray State guys, like his buyout is like five hundred thousand dollars, so like we can afford that. <laughs> right, and uh, and Sean Miller's not doing anything, so so he's got a buyout of zero dollars. I wonder if he's doing. Is he doing TV? I don't know. He's probably a TV guy. I, I really don't know. You know, this is a great TV guy. Andy Kennedy. That's right. I, 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 great I, talking point guy. Yeah. It would be great. Good analysis. But anyway. Oh, man. Uh, question for you. Yep. Will Will our media like Andy Kennedy more than they like Frank Martin? For sure. <laughs> All right. So there's one more guy. I, was, I, I wanted you to bring him up. I don't know much about him. Cleveland State head coach Dennis Gates. That wasn't it, but we can talk about Let's this Let's talk guy. about him. So, um, so he... Um, he took the Vikings to the NCAA tournament in the Horizon League. Former Florida State assistant. I don't know much about him. Young guy, salary buyout low. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I really don't know much about him. Like he's he's, he's made gonna, the tournament a few times. He's, with he's going to be one of these guys we roll the dice on if McMahon goes elsewhere. Yeah, like, like we're gonna like if we go with a mid major, we're gonna offer we're we're gonna go with McMahon. And if and if he's not the guy, then we're gonna land on Dennis Gates at Cleveland State, or uh, or I think it's Lamont Paris at uh, UT Chattanooga, right? Who beat Richie at the buzzer in the SoCon final, yeah, yeah, and and is in the tournament, right? Um, and so um, you know, and and um, I, I I will say this about Lamont Paris, he was on Bo Ryan's staff at Wisconsin for a very long time, um, so he's used to winning. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bo Ryan, great college basketball coach. But do you like to hire people that work for the guy? Depends. Depends on how they pan out. Well, you know, of course. You, you know, like, uh, like, uh, you, you know, look at what Jeff Capel's doing at the University of Pittsburgh. Ruining programs. Not great. Never hire the guy that worked for the guy. 
Yeah, especially uh, uh, at Duke. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, but so now you know Mike Krzyzewski's out there. <laughs> I don't think he wants the job. Oh man, I think he's retired. I think he's retired. Do you call him and say, "Hey, hey, Mike"? It would take fifty million dollars. Like, <laughs> like, like the amount of money it would take. It like, like they don't have the amount of money it would take. Yeah, that's not real. We need to we need to keep it real world here. Yeah, <laughs> like, like. The fact that you even contemplated whether or not that was real world makes me judge you a little bit. Um, all right, so keeping it slightly real world. Okay. Okay. This is I, I'm. This is the guy I'm surprised you hadn't brought up yet because okay. you've been talking about him all week. What's that? All right, your dream. What's my dream? Who Who is it? T- tell me who I'm talking about. I have a lot of dreams. M- Mike Young. Oh, man. Think about this. The former Wofford coach. He, who, so, so he's currently the coach of Virginia Tech. Former Wofford and they, coach. And they had a big run in the ACC tournament. And while I keep bringing Wofford up, you know, Frank loved to play at these small – he likes to play at the small schools in the state's gyms. You know, I went to I went to Spartanburg, went to – was it under – was it under um, Horn or Frank when we played at Wofford? At Wofford? At Wofford. I think it was under Frank, but at this point, I don't remember. It's always awful playing Wofford. Man, he beat us up there, and then he goes to Virginia Tech, and I didn't think he was going to – I'll admit, I didn't think he was going to do well at Virginia so, Tech, so he, and he's turned them into a winter winner very quickly. He, he most recently beat us at home, okay? Um, by 20-plus points. By 20-plus points. And this would, would have been uh, – whatever year Zion was the number one – picking the draft i think it was 2019 does that sound right right it was the tournament before covid yes yeah, so it would have been the in, in, in it was in the 2019 ncaa tournament year he beat us in that december in 2018 and i uh, had fletcher mcgee on his team who just who was just they a had guys hitting from, threes from, 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 from everywhere from everywhere and um and so um he wouldn't come here though right would you leave an acc school that you're killing it at i mean money money talks now now what one thing about he's only making two million dollars so we would have to pay him sean miller money you know like i like if we paid him three five i don't know if i don't i don't know if but his hometown is virginia right he's a virginia guy so i'm gonna i'm gonna western virginia uh geography myself here Aren't a you a Virginia bit. guy? Yeah, I, I was. I grew up in Western Virginia, and uh, so he's from the town of Radford. Okay, which is probably I think it's probably about twenty minutes north of Blacksburg, and he went to college at a little small school called Emory and Henry, which is about an hour south of Radford, and so he is he, an hour south of Blacksburg. So he is home at at his spot at Virginia Tech. I mean, he he probably grew up a Virginia Tech fan. I have. I have an aunt and uncle that uh, that lived in Radford, Virginia, and they are massive Virginia Tech people. Um, like this is, I my guess is Virginia Tech is where he wants to be. But he spent a long time in Spartanburg, and Spartanburg's a quick little drive. That is true to Columbia. That is true. I don't know. It'd be interesting. And and money talks. I have learned in a, everywhere I've went in life that money does talk. Money does talk. We'll see what happens. I. It'd be great to get him. I just, I don't know where we're going to go. You know, I want Ray Tanner to make the right decision. <laughs> but as we've learned, you know, it, we have no clue what's going on. He'll say he's interviewing the best candidates and he'll he'll probably bring up a candidate going, who the heck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, 
What other what other candidates? That's, it. That's the, the okay. those are the ten guys. There's a few other guys that are getting mentioned, like the UT Chattanooga coach. We, we brought him We're up. Talking about Paris, the yeah. the Liberty head coach. You know, Liberty beat us. Remember last year, start <laughs> yeah. of the year, destroyed us. But uh, we'll see what happens when more comes out. Maybe the next pod we'll you know get into more if the supposedly interviews are already happening. Pat Forty mentioned today that we were already interviewing people. Couple of uh couple of guys I, w- I want to stay away from uh, Pat Kelsey at College of Charleston. Yeah, uh, first la- year there. Last year it was the right time. Like if Frank had been had left, I would have been I would have been interested in hiring Kelsey. But just I think I think we need to stay away from him. Okay. For a period of time. Any other coaches we need to stay away from? Um, Losers. Yeah. Um, honestly. <laughs> People who people who want the job if they're good, like that's who we want. You know, we want someone who wants to be here. I was hoping this week that Ray Tanner would retire, and we could hire a new AD in a day or two, and then could you could, could you imagine uh, Pastides having to make this hire and and hire an AD all as a lame duck? That'd be great. Yeah. I like Pastides. I, I, I do like I do like Pastides. I'm, he has I'm, to leave eventually. Yeah, that's true. He already left and came back. Yeah, I'm glad he did us this favor, this, right? You know, of coming back. But um, um, interesting tidbit that we have been hearing, which excites me. What's about that? This uh, Brian Steele is um, being talked about how he's he's potentially going to stay on with whoever the new coach. I is. would love that the Steel Curtain, the original <laughs> Frank Walk On winner. Hey, the only Frank Walk On winner. He would he would come in. He proved the Frank walk-on concept. He'd come in and win games. Yes, yes. He'd, he'd score he, points. He, he actually he actually set Frank up for failure because because Frank came out in his press conference his first year and said that the team was so bad if they didn't start listening to him and buying in and playing better he was going to play the walk-ons and then he started Brian Steele the next game and Steele played great and. Uh, and he's been trying to prove that point ever since, and he just hadn't, and it hasn't worked out and real he, well. And he just hadn't had Brian Steele. Is it fair to say that the the days of Brandon Martin on the team are probably up? You never know. I mean, coaches, the, co- coaches are funny. I'm going to ask this: this, ha- this coach is going to do something that bothers you, or should I say, bugs you? Modern exterminating. We know it bugs you. We don't know. What's gonna bug you? But but this new coach, I guarantee you, will do something that you don't like. I just want our new coach to know if he's listening to the pod tonight. That of course I want to win. I want to make the tournament every now and then, and I want you to play your best players thirty plus minutes a game, and I don't want you to play walk ons and seventy five percent from the free throw line, please. That's all we're asking for. Or just not be dead last <laughs> in the SEC yeah. in free throws. Yeah. Just, just, just something, something, just, just a little better. All right. Anything you else? This was the emergency pod tonight. We had to drop outside of you're sick. Get better. Hope you feel yeah, better, Sumter. This, this you're dying up. over there. I, I hope y'all, th- th- this has been almost two hours of me on this, uh, on this awful cough that I've had, uh, in back to back days. Just tell your, you know, the job that you work at that you can't talk and you need a, you know, a couple days just to chill. Yeah. yeah that doesn't Does work. that work? Doesn't work. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening again. Back-to-back pods. 
But we'll be back anytime any more news breaks or uh, after the uh, women's (laughs) games Friday and Sunday. Hopefully that's after two wins for the ladies. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, and maybe we'll have some news on the hire. How long do you think it'll take? My guess is at minimum two weeks. You think at minimum two weeks? We all know that Ray takes his good old time. How long did the Beamer hire take? A good while. Okay. But he interviewed a lot of former players and stuff like that. So I don't know if we have the time. I think we need to go get get somebody, but it needs to be the right hire. But you also don't want to take long, and then all the good hires are gone. Well, well. So the, the other thing of the of the people we just went down on this list, right? McMahon's in the tournament. Mike Young's in the tournament. Um, B, BJ Mackey's an assistant coach in the tournament. But that's why I said two um, weeks. You, you know, Lamont Paris is in the tournament. Nico Medved's in the tournament. But think about it. After two weeks, probably a lot of those coaches will be ready to talk. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll hope you guys join us again next time. And hopefully we don't have to have a emergency emergency pot about our coach being fired. Hopefully whoever we hire stays a long time and is a winner. And actually makes the tournament and is not just happy with winning seasons. Yeah. And, and, and whoever this new coach is, Game Cognition... We need to set an expectation of making the tournament. That's right. As as every like, two to three years, a, we would like to sniff the tournament. Y- yeah, just and and get in, not just sniff it and, and get in and stop playing Division Two teams during the year. I, if, if you make the tournament, you can play all the Division Two teams you like. Well, let's just don't play Division Two teams. That'd be great too. If you, if you make the tournament, you can do what you want. All right, go Cox guys. GBO out.